0: to today's Life Coach Pod show. We have special guests today. I'm super, super proud of who's here because I have a personal connection. Um, Actually, I have a personal connection with most of the folks, but this one is a very special connection. So I'll tell you about that in just a minute. I'm gonna start off with today's um, typical time capsule information. For those of you keeping track, it's actually a Wednesday. You'd be surprised how hard that was for me to figure out today. I don't know why, but they're just starting to blur together. So it's April 8th. Time is marching on. And for those of you keeping the stay-at-home calendar, it is March 39th. Today, the big news stories of the day, of course, is Bernie Sanders has dropped out of the race. And the thing that's bumming me out right now that's happening on Twitter and probably lots of social media is people are being kind of nasty to Bernie supporters. That's not cool, people. That's not cool. Here's the deal. The whole way politics works, if you pay attention, if you're into politics, is you back a horse. And when you back that horse, and that's a metaphor, but when you back that horse, you put a lot of energy into it and you care about the person and you work hard for them. And then eventually that race gets winnowed down. And so... In this case, my candidate got winnowed out a long time ago. That doesn't mean that I'm any less supportive of the new candidate. It just means it's a heartbreaker at first. So don't go after the Bernie supporters. Give them time to grieve. It's hard to see your person who you've worked so hard for finally step down. It's probably the right thing to do. I got to tell you, I'm not particularly motivated by the candidate we have right now. On the other hand, I'm super motivated by the person that's in office. So I want to make sure that we do everything we can to make sure we have a, a government that's really pro-people. And you know my bias, it's pro-human rights and it's pro-civil rights. So yep, I am biased. I will own my bias. It's going to happen every time. But it doesn't mean there's not a chance right now to let the Bernie people take a beat and get used to the news. It just happened. Don't gang up on them and beat them up. Don't expect them to stand behind Biden today. Not today, give them time. That's the whole beauty of politics is is that you care. So it takes a while to let go of that caring and to shift. Okay, that was a speech, another soapbox speech. In other news, if you had a chance to see the Queen talk on Sunday, and if you haven't watched her, it's amazing. It's just the kind of message that you'd want from somebody that's maybe a grandma and also a sovereign leader of a country. It's, she has enough years on this planet to have brought history forward and to be able to speak from the time during the war when the kids were sent away to the country in World War II to protect them from the bombs. And if you could imagine what that was like, that's when your kids got ripped away from you. In this case, we at least get to shelter with our families in, in the best of circumstances this time but she has that perspective. But one of the things that she did, which is kind of delightful, is she wore a green dress. So if you're into Photoshop or video, you know that by wearing a green dress, you can then superimpose other images on the green dress. So today's delightful foray into what can you Photoshop is the queen wearing, oh, I don't know, Baby Yoda, yes, Rock and Roll Dog, that's probably a logo from a band that I don't know. Star Trek. Also, I guess everybody's playing Animal Crossing. Thank God, not me. I don't know who has the time. Oh yeah, everybody has the time. Um, Ironically, the queen wearing queen. There you go. That's an inside joke. The queen wearing the queen again. And then my favorite, because what's this video without the queen with uh, Prince Andrew coming in or Prince Philip. Sorry. Wait, which one? Philip. That's Philip, right? Andrew. I don't know. I'm not into Royals. Anyway, it's the kid. He's coming in to bust up the broadcast. So I thought that was hilarious. You can find these on Twitter. I'm sure they're going to be on Facebook later today because Twitter seems to break these first and then they make their way to Facebook. I couldn't almost could not stop, but I did because well, cause I've got good taste. That's why. Cause of course I have judgment and good taste said nobody ever. All right. So let me tell you a little bit about what we're heading into today. I asked special guests to come. Uh, Jordan is who I asked to come today. Oh, let me tell you, wait, who's coming up? Tomorrow I have, let me just tell you the guests that are coming up. Tomorrow I have Chris Pedretti. She is probably my new bestie. I mean, she is my new bestie in Sacramento, but probably one of the bravest women I've met. She was raped by the Golden State Killer She was 15 at the time. She's gonna come on and tell some of her story and then tell you about what she's doing now to reach out to victims of sexual abuse. I love her. She's been part of the caregiving crew that's helped the survivors come together since uh, D'Angelo was arrested in 2018. And you can't even understand how brave she has to be to come on. This is not her jam, but, Boy, does her friend Jennifer drag her along. So she'll be here tomorrow. On Friday, we're going to have a grief counselor. We're going to thank you to Donna for bringing forward her actual grief counselor. Andrea, I hope I have her name right, is going to be here to talk about grief in the time of coronavirus because we know it's different than anything we've experienced. Uh, Someone that... um, Actually, Jordan knows, and I know, what passed uh, just last week, and normally we'd wanna rush to go be with her husband, and it's just not something we can do right now, and that feels so weird. So I really wanted to talk about what grief looks like in the time of coronavirus. And then I've moved Laurel to next week because I wanted to get Andrea in, or Andrea, figure out how to say it. And then, uh, so that's what's coming up. But today, special guests, and, and actually Jordan brought a friend, uh, Jordan is someone I've known for at least 15 years. I have been involved in his life as much as he's been involved in mine, although thankfully as, we've become, as he's become an adult, less so as the same with my kid. And he has brought with him his friend Vi, or Violet, and we are, they're here today to talk about what it's like to be transgender. And the reason this is super important to me is that last week or the week before in Idaho, two laws were signed into law by the governor there. And it, I have a lot of opinions about it, but it makes me fairly crazy. One of the laws says that transgender girls cannot play in team sports. I believe it's just girls. I gotta look into that. And the other is the one that says that birth certificates cannot be changed to match gender. And that, that I I go insane because I have watched Jordan's life and I've watched the struggles and I know what it's like when your body doesn't match your brain. It doesn't, it's a struggle every day until hopefully it isn't. And I'd like to hear from um, Jordan and Vi about that today. But I've watched the pain of childhood and I've watched the pain of adolescence and I've also watched the victories, which is maybe one of the coolest things about it is that actually when it comes down to it, transgender people are just regular people like you and I, just like me, just like you, like everybody, we, they have uh, victories, they have hard times and we all have our struggles and the reason and the lack of compassion, seriously, it makes me crazy. So I would like to war- uh, welcome Jordan and Violet and have you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. And I'm going to stop sharing so we can see you up close.
1: Hello, Jordan. Hi, Violet.
0: So guys, ha- um, so you, did you two meet originally uh, in a support group or a place where folks come together? I think it was mutual friends.
2: Yeah. And then um, we, we hung out at the diversity center in, Yeah, uh, close to downtown a couple of times. That's
0: okay, that. so Jordan, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do perfectly frank stuff. Like you transitioned from a body that was born fe- with female parts. Yep. But honestly, you're a man. You're a man in every sense of the word. And Violet's saying you, you were born with a male body. Yeah. And yet you're a woman in every sense of the word. So this is it, I think this confuses people because they're thinking, oh, this is your, oh, I'll say some people, oh, it's an abomination, it's awful. But honestly, it's just screwed up parts, right? It's just like Lego pieces, like they're just on the wrong place.
2: Yeah. How do you
0: experience it?
2: I mean, it. it's kind of a really weird feeling I mean, over, over time and a couple of, like, you know, getting used to it over the years, it's been, you know, like, easier to kind of have a shifted mindset, but it's definitely been kind of so like a trip, that. you'd say, like, the entire time of it just, like, when you're younger and you're confused because you have people telling you that you're supposed to be a certain way, and so, like, you listen to them, but it just doesn't feel right. There's always just, like, I don't know.
0: So tell, okay, so speak up a little bit louder, but um, tell me, so it's so interesting because I remember, I think it was um, third grade and I saw you running around and I'm like, oh, that's Jordan and that's a boy. Like I could just tell, you didn't need to tell me, it didn't need, it did not that it even mattered, but I could just tell it exuded from you, your energy, your, um, how you, how you basically related to the world. It was every part of your being. How early do you think you knew?
2: As soon as I could, you know, talk and speak words and think, three, legit.
0: Really three years old? Because I think some parents are thinking, how could a kid know?
2: No, it, it, it a kid can know when you're that young and you're able to think and you, f- it, because it's who you are, right? It's, it, it, it's something that you can't change about yourself. And I, I remember literally like tearing off dresses, that like were too girly because it's like this is just not me and I would literally rip them off and stuff like that and like run around the house not wanting them on me because they just didn't fit who I was.
0: Vi, did you have the same experience?
2: I did actually and it was also at the
1: same age I was also three when I kind of like was starting to figure that out um so I think it was more one of those things where it's the thing with like when you like start realizing things like that it's really really internal and like it's super hard to, like, find, like, correct words to explain it a lot of the time. Yeah. So, um, definitely the same experience and, like, just every single thing. Like, there would not be a time where I'd, like, be at a store with my mom. Like, okay, let's go clothes shopping. You start school soon. Um, it's... I would never... The, like, the boys section was never an option. That's no. not, That's not ever something I would gravitate towards. <laughs> um, and, uh... So yeah, just things like that. Um, it was funny because uh, when I was younger, um, one of the like one of the things that I remember was uh, I'd have like babysitters or like my parents being like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I have an older brother. So my brother would be like, oh, I want to be a cop or I want to do this. And then they'd ask me and I was just like, I want to be Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I, so just like, and if that wasn't the biggest sign, I was like, <laughs> yeah. So um, definitely things like that. Um, so it was just like very obvious things that were like uh like assigned sex is not matching up complete to anything yeah. no it
0: didn't it, like it just didn't matter what your body said it was you were so it it mattered so much to you to be to be who you wanted to be and who you needed to be and and if anything I could understand that you might actually want to gender identify harder if that makes sense than kids that don't feel the need to to make sure that they're clear who they are. Right. So if anything, yeah. So I'll be damned if I'm going to wear some kind of plain clothes. I want to show who I am. It needs, it's important. I express it. I just missed Vi. I just, I, yeah, I agree. There you are. Okay, good. So tell me, okay. So if I, I know Jordan's experience with his parents, I'm going to get to you in a minute, Jordan, but I'm interested by what were your parents? How did your parents take it?
1: So my parents were extremely supportive and I like to like recognize that a lot because I still, I feel like even like in like the 20, like today's like society, like the past like few years, it's still like pretty rare that um, trans kids or just queer kids in general have full support right away um, or at all sometimes. So very fortunate in that area. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like to recognize that a lot because my parents, um, I actually told them when I was in therapy, which was really funny um and they they just kind of like took it as like it was just another day i just like told them and they were like oh okay is there anything else because i was on the phone with them uh, and then same thing with my brother and so uh, my family was really supportive so that was really really cool that i had that support right away i wasn't because even growing up like being obviously very feminine and stuff they they didn't even blink like they were just oh that's just violet so um that was really cool. So it was a very easy coming out process that is kind of rare still.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is still hard. Parents somehow really get their own identities wrapped up in their kids.
3: Yeah. So I can
0: see that ability to be separate and say, you know, you do you, I'll do me, and we'll both love each other for the way we are. Exactly. Jordan, how'd it go on your family in your family?
2: Um you know, it, it was, that it, my parents and family were extremely supportive. I know at the beginning, it was very, very hard for my parents to grasp what it was. Because at the time, me being 11, and that's like 10 years ago, there wasn't a lot of research then. So it was, my parents kept saying, no, 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 you're a girl, you're a girl. Just because there wasn't any information. So they just didn't know, right? And then after me continuously, you know, like being depressed and saying, no, this, I'm, I'm not going to be around this year, if this doesn't happen,
0: you mean still- suicide crossed your mind?
2: Yeah. And and I, and I talked to my parents about it one day, and I think that, that they finally were like, okay, we don't know what we're doing, but we're gonna do it. And I remember one day there was this time in uh, therapy where my, my therapist, a really long time ago, she was like, let's do a trial. Let's, for one week, anybody that Jordan gets introduced to, Jordan's a boy that was the best week of my younger ages. I remember being so fucking happy when my brother was like, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs>
0: it's okay.
2: <laughs> when my brother introduced me to his friend at like a, at a grocery store and he's like, oh, this is my little brother, Jordan." And I was like, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. just your faces alone for people on the podcast you can't see, if you can see the joy of just being recognized for who you are, and the fact that you remember that story
2: body feeling, it's euphoric. It's just just like, oh my God, you know, it's it's, it's kind of an intense feeling when you're able to be like, when you're accepted like that, because you're like so afraid of not being accepted with, this is just how your body is. It's just who you are as a human. It's like, it feels good.
0: So of course parents have this fear that, uh, I, I mean, I can't even imagine from, well I can because I happen to know your parents, but from a parent's point of view, the scare about, is this real? And what is this going to mean medically for my child? How did you guys deal with that? I'm interested in both your families. How you dealt with 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 the the reality, and then what that meant medically for you.
2: Okay, I have to think about my answer. Uh, uh, I'm I know for a fact that my parents had their like their their first mind went to that kind of anxieties, and they started to stress about that for sure. Oh yeah, I was more like present in the moment when I first started traditioning to where it's like, okay, I I can go by a boy, now. I can I can be like this, and where it, I I feel like it depends on sometimes, like, because I I'm not really big on the whole like bottom surgery or whatever like that. Although I don't, it comes to a concern with other people. I know that when I had my top surgery, that was it was literally like taking like. A couple like huge weights off of my chest and my back. Just like it was, it was like it felt like being washed away or something like that. And it just like,
0: well, yeah, because you were binding because you were right at that age 11. We're talking about right at puberty starts, and there was something called Luperon, right, that stops development, which is good. So even if a parent is worried, they're not sure, you're sure that doesn't prevent. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Dr. Reese.
2: I remember on Lupron, the the one thing that helped my parents kind of like be a little less stressed was that if I ever changed, if I ever was going to change my mind at that time, I could go back and change my mind. That never happened and never will. But it, it was helpful for my parents to have that.
0: Yeah, I want to make that point because I think a lot of parents don't understand that that intermediate step prevents you from going through female development at adolescence. Or male development, right? Does Lupron work the same in a male-to-female body?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a different... Uh, so mine's called spironolactone, which is just, like, a testosterone blocker. Okay. So, like, receptors. So, um, with me, what it does is it... I was, like... Because I was already pretty far through just, like, developing and stuff. Because I transitioned when I was 16. Wow. Um, it was... I was, like, pretty, I was, like, pretty far, like, into the middle, leading more towards, like, the end, and so, um, it, again, like, my parents were just, like, they didn't really know what to ask. It was funny, because at that time, like, when I was kind of figuring out everything, I think they had a little more information than I did, which is kind of, like, not how that works a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) The kids have to, like, educate the parents and stuff like that, but with me, I didn't really know much about... Like, I think that's why I was struggling so much growing up was because I didn't really, I had heard, like, the term transgender of maybe, like, a handful of times. Um, But with me, um, they just asked, like, do you want to do any, like, medical stuff, like, related things? I didn't really know what my options were, so I talked to some of my trans friends, and then they were talking about hormones. So I was like, that's what I need to do. (laughs) That's what I want to do. So, um, yeah. So with spironolactone, it, the same thing it's always reversible um and uh that was one of the main things that like saved my life because i it's a really it's done so much for me because i'm at the point now where like if i wasn't on it and i wasn't taking it like i would have progressed further like in the way that i don't need for my
0: life (laughs) i understand without being graphic i get it yes
1: so, um and then, like, uh, I actually started, like, taking estrogen at the same time. So, it was, estrogen, the effects work,
3: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like,
1: I, from what I've been told, um, it works a little bit slower
2: than testosterone. I, I, can, yeah. I can see that. I, I mean, I remember just being angry for, like, three months. No, yeah. Straight.
0: When you first started on tea, T, testosterone?
2: A little fireball. No,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> it definitely,
1: yeah. The mood swings are very Just like spiky. Yeah, they're a th- they they're <laughs> not kidding. When doctors talk about, oh yeah, so you're gonna experience some mood changes. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, girl, um,
0: please let me tell you, I've been through menopause. I know. So. Yeah. And oh.
1: So um yeah so definitely my parents were um they did have concerns. They wanted to make sure I was like it was something I really wanted to do. Um, but they also wanted to, like, they were, like, helping me, like, find doctors that, like, had a good reputation with things, and, like, they didn't want to just throw someone to me that, like, may or may not know what they were doing, and I've had some experiences with doctors that did not know what they were doing, so, um, it was good that my parents, uh, were, I'm super grateful that they wanted to, like, make sure that I was gonna, like, take it in, like, stages, and not jump, they, obviously, no parent wants their kid to do something drastic that could affect their whole life that could be like potentially negative but i we're i feel like we're at the point now where like they're
0: yeah they're and like they're, kid, they're yeah. not going to go back no. like everything's fine and yeah. so and i didn't mention you guys are both 20 21
1: 21 i'm going to be
0: 20 in june okay so yeah so, but same age as my kid Okay, is going to be 21 so um so what i, I you brought up doctors and i I happen to know that doctors aren't necessarily proficient at this either. What's the advice to other kids who might be going through this or parents who need to kind of get it? Cause it's.
2: You do your research seriously. Cause you don't have doctors that literally will like when they say they have worked with transgender people, with transgender patients, it means that they probably had a patient come in for a checkup who happened to be transgender. But that doesn't uh-huh. mean they're, they're, they have any knowledge with hormones. It doesn't mean that they have any knowledge with, how a transgender person's body works and functions, because for example, with me, when I build muscle, I have to be really careful about my joints because my body genetically isn't necessarily set up for the amount of muscle that testosterone will put on it. So I have to be really mindful of how I move and stuff like that. And doctors, they won't even think about that.
0: That's really important because even, I mean, it's so weird, but like, Yeah, your body still have some female parts, like if you get a yeast infection of all gross things to bring up, but like you need doctors to be sensitive to that and to really look out for you in those ways. It's a wholly different, I call it the meat suit, but your meat suit is very different than other people's.
2: Exactly.
0: That's really interesting. Okay. And so now if you were talking, so I, I, I still have a hard time not understanding why people don't. Where people give any, you know, what's about who you are or how your body works. Cause none of us run around and tell everybody what kind of genitals we have. We just don't do that. And if you're on that level right now, if you're listening, you might have the wrong podcast. Yes. If that's really important to you, if you are a genital driven person. Um, yeah, probably not the, the show for you. <laughs> Is that a t-shirt Jordan? Can you make one for me? Um, so <laughs> Genital neutral—that's what I'll have, I'll put on there. But if you were giving advice, <laughs> there's somebody listening, right? Laughing. If if you were giving advice to parents, let's start with parents first, because then we'll get to the broader group—teachers and friends and stuff. But if you were giving advice to parents right now, whose kid is telling them they're in the wrong meat suit? What would what would you say?
1: Um, I would say, um. Concerns are okay, questions are okay, questions are greatly appreciated. Um, but have a lot of patience because it's very easy to jump to, oh, is either um, wondering if it's like, okay, is this really the case or is something else going on? Like, And then starting to analyze like 10 other things that you think might be causing that. Really listen to how they're feeling in the moment, be, It's, it's hard to be patient. Patience, patience is really hard. I don't have patience, but (laughs) um, yeah, so really just, like, take the time. Don't have it just be a one-day conversation. Have it, like, take baby steps if either your kid's getting uncomfortable. If you're getting uncomfortable with anything or any, just ask questions. Just ask questions. Be patient. Um, just, just listening and being calm about it mm-hmm. because if you get anxious, then your your kid's gonna You're get anxious and then it, they're yeah. not gonna wanna open up. So make it a safe space for your kids to tell you things so that you guys can all like
2: work together on that situation. I think, remember, it's not a phase. Yes. Like, if people are telling you that it's a phase, <sighs> not a phase. Yeah. Get that out of your head right now, that's it's not a phase. This is what your kid, if your kid's really telling you, hey, I'm in the wrong skin. It's not, this is real. 21st century is exist. People are going to be coming out more because of how many people are already out. It's not a phase.
0: So yeah, this isn't, I want to dye my hair pink because I need to express myself.
2: No, this is
0: it. something is wrong.
2: Not cosmetic. It's really yeah. internal in
0: your soul. In your soul. That's really important. I think that's what I think People don't understand. It's it's so core to who you are. It, it isn't a phase. It's not a whim. It's not an idea you got off the television or because you want attention. In fact, if anything, this isn't the kind of attention you want, right?
2: Well, no, I no. Mean, but it's it, it, yeah. we do it because we want we want to be voices and we want to be able to help around and like show that we it's it's show people that it's possible to be happy in this thing. Yeah.
0: So do you have a story about being misunderstood? Does anything, is there anything you feel comfortable sharing where somebody just, it just, it, it hurt you. It hurt your heart. It, 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 and you couldn't understand how could this be true? I mean, we're lucky because you guys are in Santa Cruz, California. So I know there's a lot of leeway there.
1: Um, well, I mean this one was actually fairly recent um so like I think maybe I like I was kind of able to just brush it off, but at the same time like I brush it off in in the situation in the right the, so I'm actually in Santa Cruz right now visiting I moved to l a in September uh for school and just to relocate um so I was one of my friends was in town we were actually the thing that was interesting was like not only was I being misunderstood but I was also just. Th- people have a problem of being invasive, I think. Trans um, oh. people. So I was actually, it was like midnight. I was going to the Rocky Horror Show with one of my friends. And, yes. <laughs> yes. So we were at 7-Eleven getting coffee across the street and just because it was late and we were like, we need coffee. We need to be Um And there was this lady in there and I just like noticed she was like, kind of giving me looks or whatever. I mean, obviously it was Rocky Horror, but for it's funny because my friend I was with, like we've been in the show. We go all the time, we go all out. But that one instance, we were dressed fairly like normal people. (laughs) So I was, we were, we left and we were crossing the street and I didn't realize she came up behind me. And then she just goes, Excuse me, I just need to ask, are you a boy or a girl? Because when I look at your face, I can't tell. But then I look at your body and then I start questioning. And then tried to play it off like, no, I'm genuinely interested. And I was thinking to myself, "Um, that's not a way to ask.
0: First no, and none of your business. So, yeah, so, in the, yeah, so like,
1: in, like, in my head, I was just, like, who speaks like that? Like, that. it's really, and, like, go, like, I'll elaborate on this, like, later, but, like, with the whole, like, people being concerned about it, like, it affects them drastically when it really doesn't. And so, in my head, I was just, like, why, like, what makes that, what is that going to do for your life, what if you are curious about something that's nice do your research or like that's yeah google it (laughs) like in the moment i didn't really know what to do so i kind of just looked at her and i was like are are we dating i don't think so (laughs) my body doesn't think it works like i don't think it works like that so and then she kept following us across the street until i finally just turned around and i was like okay you're not special like you're you're not you're just looking for negative attention because you're following me across the street with your bottle of wine you just bought, which that might say something, but you know, um, at midnight. But yeah, so um, that was definitely interesting. It's like, it's interesting, but interesting doesn't always mean something positive. It was interesting to me. Like, I just felt like maybe in the moment because I've experienced people not understanding like my whole life, uh, or just like obviously not with my parents, like i said but just in general but it just it kind of blows my mind how people just ask just say things like that because they if you really ask them about it like do you think you could have worded that way better 90 percent of the time they'll say yes so it's like okay you know you're saying something problematic so why say it yeah
0: check yourself manage your
1: boundaries yeah (laughs) I was, that was definitely a time where I was just, like, people just really, that's not respectful.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Jordan, anything?
2: Um, I mean, I remember just, like, in, I haven't really dealt a lot with that recently, but I do remember in, like, elementary school, I lost, or not elementary, homeschool, like, middle school and stuff, I lost a lot of friends just because they're you know, their parents were, um, you know, part of, part of the church and so are my parents. And like, we, me, my parents I are still religious and I'm still pretty spiritual. And it was just kind of like, because I was trans, I was going to make this one kid gay, he told me, because his parents told him that and stuff like that. And it was just, it was hard losing friends to th- that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I know you guys went through a really big, I considered a rejection from the church at that time where that was a big part of your lives. And then it, it
2: was, it was, it was, it was like, we, we, our family, my family has been in that church for generations and for them to literally just like basically shun us was really, I know really hard on my parents and a sacrifice that they made. And I appreciate that they did that for me, but it was i still hard yeah it was like family and it's like well it's not actually like dang
0: yeah family except except but it, it's funny because there's a, a, a I follow some transgender folks on on twitter and of course and the thing that i like best is that they really say that if you have a problem with someone who's transgender that's a you problem mm-hmm. that's really about you and you need to check yourself and figure out why you have the problem. It is not the transgender person's problem. You guys are just living your lives being who you wanna be, being who you can't help but be. And both of you are taking off on your careers. Good things are happening. I mean, you all, I I can't imagine, this is so much why I wanted you here. Yeah, just regular people.
2: Exactly. Exactly
0: that's it's it's fantastic and uh, so i'm going to open the lines and see if there are any questions i think this was uh this was great are there any questions for these two i don't even know who's on i was so busy talking to you guys
3: yes i have a question yes jordan this is specifically for jordan um i would like to know how awesome your mom is and how she dealt with all of this. Okay. Um, I feel like the fix is in
0: here. That's also Jordan's dog you're seeing right now. The Schuster.
2: Uh Let's start from... Uh, I'll, I'll take an example of this church. You were there for a while. And then you literally, for me, took yourself away from that. Because you saw it as like it being a problem. And you're like, well, that's not something I'm going to put my son in. And I, I remember you staying home with me for days and days and days, months, because of my depression. Uh, and like, now we can make jokes and stuff like that. And you've uh, been the leader of the uh, Trans Climate Support Group in Santa Cruz. And you have brought family together and to, to understand it many times. And that, I think you are pretty amazing from where it began when I was 11 to now, you, I don't know, you've helped a great deal.
3: Well, I didn't mean for you to go on and on about me. What I would like to say, <laughs> but, um, nice. really what i want to say real quick is that uh, you see two amazing people right there. And um, it's rare that um, you can have amazing and strong experience. At these two young people right here, I've seen it myself, and I'm so impressed with you guys. And that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. Can I
0: also bring up something? And Don, I think, you, or I, somebody else might have had a question, but I just want to bring up the idea of the the support group as well, because I know, I don't know Vi if your parents joined a support group, but I know it's been critical for Jordan's parents to have that support of other parents, and then the learning—you don't have to learn alone. You learn in in a bigger group and, and can help each other with a lot of these questions. Parents have completely different questions than the kids have. Kids yeah. kind of got this figured out and the parents are like, ah, terrified. We don't want you hurt. Everything.
2: There's, there's a difference between mothers react and father's react. So when you have a support group like for the dads, uh-huh. it's really especially like because my dad is like he's he's like a hockey bro he he'll sit down and have a beer and just like kind of just zone out with anybody i know a lot of dads can so i mean it it, it was it's it's nice to have dads around and the moms around for this kind of thing because I'm, I'm sure that most dads are not going to have like that set like that that more like empathetic kind of sense that a mother can have if that makes sense
0: yeah i i absolutely <laughs> go ahead if i you were to say um,
2: I think I don't know I with my parents
1: I know they did like reach out to people I think it's also because they know I'm not sure if they actually ever joined a specific support group but I know that they have friends with trans kids So I think that probably helped and um also I think it was just because like both of my parents like their interests like not like interests have like a their things are my parents and the way they are are very very neutral like My dad's not into sports. My mom's not into, like, makeup. They're both just, like, we just like to walk our dogs. And so they don't have, (laughs) like, um, they were just, like, they're very just, like, neutral people and don't really have, love you, mom and dad, but they don't really have much interest in very specific things. They're very, like, active people about, like, exercise and stuff. And just, yeah, like, they're, so I don't know. But I know they did, like, they like have people they've reached out to they're really um they got like connected with the diversity center of santa cruz which i worked there last summer which was really that's really cool so love my family there um so yeah i definitely think uh support groups are there they're they're just needed they're there for a reason they're really really helpful
0: and you guys did get a lot of support also through the diversity center they had Mm-hmm. Ways for kids to connect and find find support and find people like them, like you, like you guys, right? So I think that's really important for anybody listening.
2: Uh, I'm going to give a shout out. To like uh, Camp Erinudic was when I was 11. It was a summer camp for trans kids. Saved my life.
0: I will As put 11. a link to that in the blog about this because yeah, that camp I know it did save your life.
2: And it's like you find people that are actually like you, and it's like. Wow, you guys are normal. This is literally just like, it's just a lot of love there.
0: Actually, I remember you going to a conference too, I think in Philadelphia, where you could finally swim in the pool without your shirt on, which is so silly.
2: It is silly. And it
0: was everything. Yeah, you came home so happy from that. Just the freedom to be you. I sound like a Marlo Thomas song now. Free to be you and me. (laughs) Heidi, did you I, want to say it again? Oh, I did have a question, Jen. Oh yeah, Donna, go ahead. I was just wondering if your um, extended family is as accepting, um, like your grandparents, aunts, and uncles, if they now refer to you as a grandson as opposed to a granddaughter, etc. Are they very, you know, are they accepting as accepting of your immediate as a, as your immediate family are?
1: Well, I will answer first because Jordan wants to do something. Um, so, uh, with me, my family. Um, I was actually really scared because uh, so, so I'm adopted but like my I've been with my birth or my adoptive parents since like since I was like one so um, but because of that my mom's side of the family they're Greek Orthodox very very religious ish I don't know it's as of right now they're like kind of just like whatever because just the world is crazy so like that's my huge thing right now but um, I was really I wasn't Quite sure how we were gonna go about that um, so that's where I really needed my parents support um, so they actually they sent an email or something about it um, because and so the first time that they kind of like met me as my correct self my uncle's funeral um, so I like showed up and they were i may at first i thought maybe people like i wasn't sure if they were being genuine because it was a funeral and like it was my uncle and they didn't want to like have that be the topic of discussion and neither did i i didn't want to like take away from that um but ever since that email, I don't even know what the email said um they've had they've been pretty good with it um i haven't I actually, uh, like, Greek Easter, like, two years ago, two of my cousins sat down with me and just – they were asking questions, asking about correct terminology and stuff, just wanted to be educated. Wow. Yeah, and so, like, we all have each other on social media, and, like, my family – like, a lot of my cousins are very, very social media-oriented, like myself. And so they're showing, like, their parents, and then, like, we're all just kind of, like, in the know, which is super nice. And um, even, like – uh, my Maya who's like an old old fashioned greek like greek woman she's like pretty good with it too she's just which is really cool um it's not something i expected and like even with like weddings and stuff and like a, a like <laughs> sorry um, but like uh just like one quick thing that uh going back to the whole religion thing and that aspect um i saw a conversation that someone had uh, and it was like someone was a preacher and talking to a trans person about it. And uh, because I know for a lot of people and trans people, like religion is a really important thing to them. So having um, things like issues with the church not understanding and stuff, I know that can be really, really like emotionally taxing. So something that that person said was if, like th- people think that that goes against religion which like i guess to some people it does there's in other things the preacher said and like if this is incorrect someone tell me but um the person said like there's also quotes in like certain texts saying like that it would like something that would go against that text would be like stitching together two different types of like material yeah. of something it- or like doing other everyday things that people do yeah and so a lot of the word
2: of the bible can be strewn and
1: yeah and so I think it's definitely something that you kind of have to enjoy yourself but it's there's just i, I don't know I've heard, i i at, at least in that conversation mm-hmm. that i saw it kind of like eased out some people that were listening so i don't know if that helps anyone but i guess just like taking but yeah now that I went on that whole tangent yeah so my family was uh it was it was an easier transition with them than I thought
0: so and what you're saying is that there and I know um Jordan's mom has done some work on this there's actually when people want to get biblical about this they tend to want to use the bible as a weapon to pound you over the head with it and the reality is
2: that's that's a that's a book that has been many hands yes uh changed i believe the word has been changed from the original text of the bible that was written beginning of time the words people move stuff around to make it seem biased like it you know it's coming to a thing where like you know money is the root of evil it says it in the bible yet when you go to church they ask for money like it, it, it it's it it's changed for so long we know it's donations and its own profit but like you think about it that's not really what that's about it's it's becoming such a harder issue to deal mm-hmm. with because people are, are kind of making it seem like a cult after a while. Yeah. Know? Man,
0: man adapts
2: it to meet his needs. Right. You're going to argue with, you know, homosexuality is wrong in the Bible. Don't eat shellfish. Then it's bad. It's wrong. Like yeah. it, you can pull so many other things out of it. And again, well, it's, it, it's with interpretation. You kind of have to use your brain and use some practical intelligence and understand that like, it's not the same word as it was at the beginning.
0: And honestly, I challenge anyone to tell me that God made you wrong.
2: Exactly. I, I, like, I,
0: yeah. I, and a discussion, right?
2: Him and he's happy with me. There's no way that he made me in the wrong sense.
0: That's right. You are who you are. And yep. that is who you're supposed to be. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to wrap things up because we've gone long and I really appreciate you all coming on and being candid, really, really vulnerable and candid, which I think it's important. I'm super happy. You've been willing to take this message forward and have the bravery to come on today. And uh, I want to thank everybody for coming today. I'm going to check with your mother, Jordan. Is there something else you need to say, Heidi?
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, I do really quick. First of all, Yeah, I think it's awesome that that two brave people can come and, like you said, be very vulnerable. Um, You know, if anybody ever wants to chat about the Bible and what it says about homosexuality and or transgender, oh, I'd love to have that chat with them because I've done extensive research and um, it's not what you think it is. The last thing, though, is uh, some parents do need support. Others don't. I know we definitely did because we actually started this journey, what, almost 18 years ago when you first started talking to us about this. And there was not much out there. So the Transgender Support Group is awesome that I think you'll post a link to. It's helped over 300, 400 families over the past 10 years, um, you know, love their children, accept them for who they are. So um, thanks for for supporting that, Jen. Yeah, I want to make
0: sure anybody listening who has a friend a kid, a parent, anybody who's thinking, who's heard the child express this and needs support or needs to learn more about it, just, I'm going to put some links in the blog, just start talking to other people and trust the child, trust the person, mm-hmm. accept them for what they're saying first and then, and then go from there. But there's a lot of us out here to provide support and you don't have to go this alone. It's actually, look at these two beautiful, I mean, sorry, Jordan, I'll be quiet so you can say it. What were you going to say?
2: It's okay to not know everything about the subject. It's okay to to be vulnerable and to be like, I have no idea what this is. Someone help me. It's okay to say that because we've all literally been in the same spot and we can have that compassion and empathy to be like, okay, here's where you start. And it's not, we're not going to, lead you down the wrong way Mm -hmm. this is something that we we deal with and so we why we help people there's information out there there's really really good information out
1: there yeah there is
0: there's nothing better though than for me to see two beautiful people sitting here who have their whole lives to live who are making vital contributions and have the courage to be here and i want to thank you guys so much for coming and i will see everybody else tomorrow thanks everybody bye